a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Live on the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Immediately. Fucking. Fucking immediately. <laughs> hey, get out of that trash can. Chum boy. Chum boy. Well, he knows it's a classic game. I'm still a mouthful. Yes, I did. I was He's like, this is the last Welcome to the Hills and Quads Wrestling Podcast on a Monday. Whoa, yeah! You guys- oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah! How's everybody feeling today? You feeling good? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I still didn't look at that. You sent me that uh, thing yesterday, quarantine thing that Chris Jericho was doing. I still didn't watch that. I think I'm gonna uh, intro the video with a little clip ski from that. Actually. That would be cool. I don't think and I'm gonna watch it when we get done. It's a uh, Heart of Chrome from the Revenge album. That's that's kind of what they're doing. They're doing all '80s Kiss, '80s era non makeup. Uh, like the lesser known songs, which is cool. And those are, I love the yes. cuts of eighties kiss. Dude. I, I think you too. I mean, you, you as well, not you, you too. <laughs> Bono, uh, us as a whole, we like, um, we like the deep cuts. I like finding, I like deep cuts for sure. Yeah. Because the radio hits get a little, they get a little tiresome. Well, that's like, now that I have Sirius XM again, like I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's the same songs over and over. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I listen to 80s on 8s, 90s on 9. Uh, Amanda likes the Pop 2K. I listen to E Street Radio constantly. That's usually my There's, going There is to a work. deep cut station. There is. Uh, yeah. Boneyard, Hair Nation, all that stuff. Octane. Those are, I figured you listen to those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, man! Like it seems like every day, like at the same time, it's the same song. It definitely is. That's why I had it for. I got it when I got my car, so I had it since August 2016, and I canceled it like earlier this year. So I finally let it go, and now I because ju- I just use Spotify now. I just listen to what I want to listen to because I did finally go because they'll never they'll never let you they'll never have you resubscribe without a deal. They're always going to give you 
at least like six months for 30 bucks. Yeah. They're always going to give you a deal. Yeah, we had a free trial when we got the Jeep. And then it was, I just paid last month for it. And it was like 25 bucks till November. Yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll pay that. Well, yeah. So, so in November, just say, you know what? I think I'm going to cancel because of this and that, blah, blah, give them a reason. And then they will offer you the same deal. Or give and you a I'll month free. So, yeah, seriously. That's that's why I was stuck with him for three years because I was like, I just, it was just an easy 25 bucks. It's like 30 bucks with tax or whatever, but. Yeah, well, I mean, you think about it, that's way cheaper than paying 10 bucks a month for Spotify or 11. I think 100%. it's like 1089 after tax. Yeah, which I, which I, I actually uh, canceled it yesterday. It was supposed to come Your out. Spotify? Yeah. And I was like, I listen to Sirius XM on my phone, even when we're like outside by the pool. So it's just easier because yeah. then I'm like, eh, just whatever plays, plays, and then change the station if I want. Because if See, I have Spotify, I go and pick certain songs, and then it's like, instead of like communicating this. with people, I'm like worried about what song's coming up next, you know? So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that, totally. That's the, one, that's the one benefit of radio, is mm-hmm. you just put it on, and it's on. You know what's And then the only thing though? I worry about changing the station. Since I've had it, I've listened to Busted Open once, and I have yet to catch up on Howard Stern. Like, I mean, there's no catching up because I didn't. I went years without listening. But yeah, you don't just catch up. You yeah. just listen and remember. Yeah, what they're talking about. That's Howard 100 and Howard 101. I, and I love Howard, but I don't know. I guess like I watch clips on YouTube and stuff, and Instagram and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's but how I... it's. It's not the same as it used to be. It's not the same dynamic. I miss Artie on there. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, there was a there was a uh, different element to it when he was having chicks ride his speakers and stuff like that. <laughs> that <was laughs> and the cool. uh, what was that machine? The oh, Sibian or whatever. Sibian, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that it, yeah. And especially when you couldn't see it, like after it went up, when it went to Kip, satellite the Kip radio. Sabian. Yeah, the Kip <laughs> Sabian. riding the Kip Sabian. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i'm not gonna lie that's always what i think of whenever i see him when i see kip sabian i think of howard stern and the girls riding the Sa- the sibian or sabian yeah. or whatever yeah that definitely uh, happens shout out to howard stern shout out to kip sabian shout out to robin <laughs> and fred oh man, man robin dude yeah so is fred so is gary they always make fun of his teeth and shit baba booey baba booey baba booey baba booey <laughs> i like uh uh when ronnie gets fired up dude because he's just he's such a fucking asshole and the way he treats <laughs> his woman and stuff it's like their relationship's so toxic but and, they, and he's got like this attractive chick i don't get it man there's it's no way weird. Ryan it's weird what fame so will do for you apparently you can just be butt ugly and have the most beautiful woman in your life i don't mm-hmm. understand it <laughs> that's i mean uh but we're we'll, famous we'll, so, we'll mean, talk about we're... wrestling yeah, we'll talk about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was our plan. Uh, obviously, well, this episode. I forgot for a brief second that you were kind of in a time crunch. So. Oh, we can. We got this. We get, it's eight oh seven. I think we got this. I just yeah, got to throw. We were gonna start at seven forty five. Then I had to wait on my yeah. coffee. I think I called it like seven forty seven though. So we're we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we just talked. For a while we got most this of the an, bullshit out of the way when you see when the show what you see like we've been talking for about 15 minutes before this pretty much weekly it's always like shoot the shit for a minute feel each other out 
which well, we don't really have to feel each other out. But I've tried to kind of cut down on the the house cleaning, you know, before the show gets uploaded or recorded, even though it's actually yeah. recording already. But it's oh, nice my to have pouches hitting my gut. Ooh, it's nice to have it though for <laughs> bloopers later on, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to take that out for a second. Oof, that's dangerous. Um, <laughs> Speaking of dangerous, uh, my allergies are running wild from the dust bowl. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Faster than Uncle Terry and that turncoat Sergeant Slaughter at WrestleMania 7. Dust, bo- dust Bowl 2020. Dude, it, like the fucking haze outside is gross. Yeah, it's weird. It's super weird. It feels I was like driving a, to work the other day. I can see it. Feels like you're in a fucking just, horror movie, dude. Yeah, and the thing is, these these last couple of days that it's been like cloudy. It's not cloudy. It's just a haze. Yeah, because it's sunny outside. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. Did I tell you? I, speaking of farting and nicotine pouches hitting, did I tell you what happened <laughs> on my birthday? About before we get to wrestling here. No. So I we went eat. We went and ate sushi because that's like the birthday ritual. I go get, right. I gorge myself on sushi. Yeah. Now I'm on the last couple pieces of my roll, and it just my stomach is like it's like it twists up, and I'm like, oh fuck! And I'm, my nephew is like jumping all over me, like Uncle Levi, Uncle Levi, and I'm just sitting there like this, like <laughs> oh my god, you have holding the flop my sweat ass coming? together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there just clenching my cheeks, and I'm like, fuck. And he's like, I gotta go pee. So I take him to the bush and piss right outside Shogun. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. He can piss. He's a kid. And uh, then I sit back down and my gut just starts hurting. And <laughs> Raya's like, we're with her sister and, and her brother-in-law. And I'm just like, I gotta go poop. And she's like, well, take the car because we're going to Coldstone afterwards. Coldstone! Coldstone! So I, so I whip down to Coldstone real quick, which is just right down the hill. Yeah. You know, you know that. Yeah. And, uh, I go in, I go in Coldstone and I'm like, oh, the bathroom's blocked off. And I'm like, fuck me. Oh, no. <laughs> so then I run up to Mojitos, which is right in the same little shopping center, you know, and I go in and uh, the hostess is like, how many? And I was like, I need to use your bathroom. And he's like, where were you sitting? I go, dude, it's a bad situation. You use your fucking bathroom. And he goes down the hall. <laughs> so that was the, that's the whole story. But I thought it was funny because Mariah said she walked in Coldstone when they got there. And saw the bathroom was blocked off, and she's like, "Oh fuck, what's he doing?" So yeah, it was pretty funny. Anyway, dude, it's a bad situation. Dude, it's a bad situation. He's like down the hall. <laughs> I was just like fucking booking it down the hallway. <laughs> Come on, cheeks, stay together. And I know everybody in the restaurant was like, "Whoa, that guy's been in the bathroom for five minutes. He ran in there, so he, he took obviously a shit. blew it up." Yeah, he took a shit. <laughs> And I'm always all self-conscious about that because I'm like, when people know I'm shitting, I don't know what it is, like in public. I don't know. Anyways, I'm that's like that when I'm at work, dude. When I have to, when I know I have to shit, and there's no holding it anymore after I've held <laughs> yeah. it for like six hours. Because <laughs> uh, you know, God forbid, your bartender gets to take a shit once in a while without yeah. somebody getting upset about it. I need another beer. Well, I had to shit. What do you want me to do? Waffle stomp <laughs> yeah. it down the fucking drain? You want to come clean this up? I don't fucking think yeah. so, brother. Um, and then I come out and I'm all sweaty and stuff, and everybody's like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're like, like they know." I'm like, okay, you ready for that other beer? Like, I'll wait a second. Why don't you? Yeah, wash your hands in here so I can see you do it. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I hate when I go to a restaurant and I see, like, obviously the fry cook coming out of the stall, and I'm like, oh, dude, well, I'm not ordering anything fried. Like, he washes his hands, you <laughs> yeah. know, but I'm still like, oh, he just blew it up, and I you, smell it, too. You just want to hope, like, he drops his hands down in the basket with the fries. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk right. wrestling. Let's talk wrestling. <laughs> poop, poop talk. Scat. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to run through, like we spoke about on the pre-show, which is available on Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Actually, I'm going to do uh, that today. Good call. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Fighter Fest. Some more matches got announced, but as you brought it to my attention, uh, Renee Young has COVID, so will John Moxley participate on the July 8th episode? We will see. Shout out to Renee Young. I assume they'll give Yeah. I assume they'll give him two weeks to see if he has symptoms. Usually that's how it goes. Yeah. At least how it's been around here. So I don't know how it works in the performing arts. Uh, so this week, July 1st, Dynamite Fighter Fest is the Kenny Omega and Hangman versus Best Friends for the AEW World Tag Titles. Cody versus Jake Hager for the AT, uh, a- <laughs> AT&T AEW TNT Championship. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus Penelope Ford for the Women's Championship. Jurassic Express versus MJF and Wardlow. I'm actually really Party. looking forward to that match, by the way. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be good. Dude, I'm I'm all in on Jurassic Express. Like, I love that tag team. And MJF. And MJF, yeah. Uh, and then Private Party with Matt Hardy versus Santana and Ortiz. So that's pretty cool. They're kind of like the, the private party was like the, they weren't, I guess they were baby face, but they weren't either. And now it's like, now they're the baby, fa- they're baby faces because they're fighting Santana or Ortiz, yeah. which that'll be a, that's going to be a fucking killer match. Yeah. Well, I like the, uh, I like the little element of adding Matt Hardy to private party. Like Matt Hardy is almost like that. He's just kind of like that gopher at this point where he's just kind of helping everybody out which is nice i like that i think it's a cool idea especially with his different characters always coming into play so with this he's i guess it was really on bte this week which was postponed because of the whole joey ryan thing they had to do all the editing and shit and take him out of Uh, the episode so it came out a day late but uh matt hardy and private party and they're doing like the party hardy thing and then, uh, what else? There's something else I was fucking going to say from that. Oh, the the Christian AF t-shirts. Did you see that yet? No, I haven't seen those. <laughs> That's, is that the Young Bucks or something? Yeah, and it's oh, like man. praying hands with the tassels coming off of it. That's pretty cool. It's fucking hilarious. Christian AF. Oh, no, I'm not just Christian. I'm Christian, Christian. AF. Somebody's phone is vibrating next door, and they need to wake the fuck up because it's wake the, woo, hey, woo, 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 wake woo. the fuck up. Bam, 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 bam! I start playing my Go drums. Don't fucking work. It's Monday. Yeah, I don't think they next door. They haven't like most people in like area here, the townhomes. They have. It's like they don't have a job now or something because COVID. But I'm like, you need to find a fucking job because I'm tired <laughs> of not having a parking spot. Yeah, and it's time like, to go back to work. If I have to, yeah. you have to. No wear, shit. wear a fucking mask and wash your fucking hands, you nasty yeah. motherfuckers. Bitch. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
Uh, yeah. The July 8th episode of Dynamite. <laughs> you popped me, sir. Well, well, maybe feature John Moxley versus Brian Cage, TBD. It doesn't say that, but in our world here, TBD, we're giving you the news. TBD. Yeah. We're breaking. Because we, th- yeah, we think with our brain. That's for the AEW World Championship, obviously. Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. <clears throat> Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Nyla Rose versus TBA. It's like to be announced or to be determined. We'll see. Determined is like it's determined to be announced. It's just like they got to announce it. Yeah. Uh, Colt Cabana in the Dark Order versus SoCal Uncensored. Oh, I thought there was somebody else. Yeah, Colt Cabana in the Dark Order versus SoCal Uncensored. So that that kind of shows me right there that I'm a little behind on Dynamite because I saw a thumbnail with Colt in the Dark Order, but I didn't know like if he had joined or not. It's one of those you don't really know kind of things. Daniel Bryan and the Wyatt family type yeah, thing. Yeah, like let's uh, test the waters and see where this is going. Okay. Hulk is too much of a baby face to join Dark Order. It would be weird if he was in it. So maybe he's, you know. Anyways, whatever you were. I thought you were going to say something. No. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was. Fuck, I don't know. I've got brain damage from wearing masks too long. Like you all should fucking do. Wear masks. Yeah. I can't fucking yeah. stress that enough because it's really annoying. And then uh, an eight-man tag match. FTR and the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade and Lucha Brothers. I know that that's a lot of people in the ring, but that's going to be good because yeah. it's eight. It's four, four awesome tag teams. And we, so. knew, we knew in our heart of hearts that we wouldn't see the last of the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in any situation. No way. But all no this way. is all this is doing really is just building Bucks versus FTR, at which will out. probably happen at all out. Yeah, it has to because the uh, this is just your classic scenario here. They tag, they help, or they work together for a minute, and something right here also pushes towards all out. So. Yeah, it'll be – there's going to be two good weeks of Dynamite, though. I mean, I'm definitely I'm definitely watching these weeks for sure. Yeah, I, I, I have told a bunch Amanda, of, I said there is no excuse. We're watching Dynamite the next two weeks no matter what. Yeah. I said, please remind me when it's on. Yeah, I got I to gotta watch. I'll just have think, to stay up and watch the tape. tape I think one. really the only match that's not, like, kind of obvious is the, the tag title match. What do you mean? Oh, who's going to win? Yeah. Yeah. Because last week we, we said it, it, we kind of feel like uh, best friends will probably take those titles. That way we can work towards Kenny versus Hangman. Right. The whole yeah. scenario that we built up last week. If you didn't listen yeah. or watch last week, go back and do that because I'm not going through it again because it was like 15 <laughs> minutes. We went off on it. Yeah. Did they, so this week Jericho's on commentary. So does that mean that Jericho and Orange Cassidy's next week? The eighth? Yes. Okay. Did you say 8th. it on? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the ones I the ones I just read are July eighth, and then the ones before that were this week. I didn't July hear you 1st. say Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. I said it super quick because it was oh. just the second one listed. Yeah. Well, we talked about that last week too. Yeah, uh, and then you wanted to talk about uh, Great American Bash, right? There's not really anything on it. There's only a couple of matches announced so far. I know it's. Uh, Sasha, it's NXT. Sasha Banks versus the 
Io Shirai, the yeah. women's champion. And uh, there's also a fatal four-way women's match, number one contenders. I think that's all I've seen so far. That's but... all I've seen, graphics-wise, anyways. I haven't seen any men's matches announced. I thought I got an email about something about Keith Lee defending. Let me see. It was late, late like last idea. night. Yeah. I like the idea of having – you have it in your house and you have a Great American Bash. Like, I think they finally just, you know, they changed the name. It's not always takeover. But if you're going to be doing these monthly shows like this, that's – dude, I, I'm totally okay with Great American Bash and in your house. And, like, if they did fully loaded, like, that would be awesome because that was never really a big show. But King of the – NXT King of the Ring. That would oh, be that was sick. from last week. Never mind. Yeah, I would love a King of the Ring, and NXT would be the perfect place to hold that. Yeah, because I'm sick of them doing those one-off network specials, like or Raw with the weird logo. Yeah, like fuck that. Bring, I want the old school King of the Ring. I want a King of the Ring fucking apron. I want a King of the Ring set. Bring it back yes. and bring it back right. And now's the perfect time to do that, like they did with In Your House, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. I want the throne. I want the cape. I want the scepter. I want the little fucking crown. <laughs> Everything. But like the old school one. Like I want that purple cape. Um, yeah, other than that, there's not a ton of news going on here. There was a really? rumor on uh, E-Wrestling News, I want to say Thursday or Friday, that uh, the countdown to Fucktown – July 18th, the Good Brothers are signing with Impact. And oh, really? Well, July 18th just happens to be Slammiversary as well. Uh, and they've been running okay. ads with them in it. Like, somebody's coming back to Impact. Uh, and was I, I mean, Carl in Impact? I never I think knew he, he was I think it. he did a couple of matches. Okay. But it, I know I, Doc was. Yeah, because, well, he was in Aces and Eights. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but what I read was they would want to do that so they could still work with New Japan when everything opens back up. Oh, I see here. You see um, what I'm talking about I, now? Oh, well, it's different, but oh. I, I see what you're talking about too, but I, I'm going to try to find that. It says something here. So <laughs> NXT's this Wednesday is the Great American Bash. So they're just doing the fight. It's not a pay-per-view. It's a fighter yeah. fest it's versus fighter fest. fighter fest. So what oh are they going to – they'll do fully loaded next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was trying to find that about the Good Brothers or whatever. I don't it's, see it. I thought – Yeah, it was on E-Wrestling News. And, I mean, they haven't had too much to report on, so it was on, like, the first page. Uh, yeah, Tessa Blanchard getting fired from Impact. She got fired from Impact. Yeah, interesting. She's oh, going to uh, AEW. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess WWE's <laughs> already contacted her. That's what the rumor is. Shout so out to uh, Road Dog. I tweeted about it last night. His mother passed away. That's sad to hear. Oh yeah. I know um, you said you can't. You can't. You see, uh, Tully Blanchard, but I can. I can see past that. I think she's an attractive young lady. I mean, I get it. Sure, but um, uh, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's. On I mean, the I, page I, now. everything I said. Yeah, I can't find it, and I don't feel like scrolling through it. Everything I it's said was bit, basically what it said. 
maybe they uh, got some good paydays coming for Impact. I don't know. We'll see. And then I saw, I also saw a rumor that some, or it was, it wasn't even like a rumor. It was just, it was a thumbnail with like Aces and Eights coming back? Question mark. So I don't know if that was. Dude, wrestling fans take shit like so serious. They're like, oh my god, this happened. That means it's happening. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't, I don't care either way. But like, I, t- I told Amanda and the kids, I was like, well, it looks like the Good Brothers are going to Impact. So I guess we have more wrestling to watch every week. Because <laughs> we'll you watch it to. for them. We will watch yeah. it. All right, well, I guess I let's get to the much else. the main event. The main event, the top 10 Undertaker wrestling matches of all time in our, our no, favorites. no, our favorites, yes. Our favorites. I, told, I did it wrong. This not is the favorite. best, not yeah. the top rated, our personal yep. favorites. Dave so, Meltzer did not give all these five stars. If Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. You get your panties in a wad, get over it. Because these are our personal favorites. I have reasons behind every single one of these matches. The coolest yes. thing is other than like three or four, I'd say I'd say at least fifty percent of my list like kind of go together. Like it's in the same build storyline kind of thing, which yeah wasn't planned, but it just worked out that way. So I was like, there's obviously certain eras that I like better. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start right. or do you want me to start? Uh I can start it. Okay. I can start it. So, yeah, our favorite Undertaker matches, our top 10 favorite, personal favorites, my list, Tommy's list, favorite Undertaker matches. And like we always say, a little disclaimer with all of our lists, they're probably, they change over time maybe. Depends what we just watched or what we're feeling at the time. But my current top 10, this is it. Number 10 is the Boneyard match because I loved it that much. And I I almost put it on there at 10. It's AJ, it's Taker, it's his, he was the bike, he was the biker Taker, I wanted that so bad, and then that made WrestleMania for me, was the the Boneyard match, and it was his, you know, him riding off in the sunset, so kind of like his last match was my number 10 favorite match, so that's that, no need to explain it, it's Taker and AJ, biker Taker, he rode off to Metallica, now that we're dead, off their latest album, so yeah. Right. And I will, I will insert little clips. We talked about it yesterday. I, I actually did it Saturday because I was watching like, I probably watched maybe eight hours of Undertaker matches. Jesus. So it was, it was a lot. But I got up super early to do it because after you texted me Friday night, I was like, that's a really good idea, actually. Um, but I was like, fuck, I'm going to do all this and I'm going to 
try to like just make the show a little more exciting like add a new element to it to kind of pep it up a bit um gold undertaker (laughs) my number 10 is a is a weird one and people will be like why didn't you pick one of the wrestlemania matches that's how people talk now because oh yeah of course um from shotgun saturday night Triple H for the Intercontinental title. Uh, when they leave the ring, they go through Penn Station and the Tombstone onto the escalator, and Triple H rides it down. I just remember watching this match when it live or live to tape when it first yeah. aired, and I thought it was such a cool fucking little. Just, I mean, it wasn't really a major match. It didn't mean anything. I mean, I, even then, I knew Undertaker wasn't winning the fucking Intercontinental title. But it, was but it holds a, its place in your heart. Yeah, and it's a it's a <clears throat> cool match. It's a cool little clip, which I actually clipped <clears throat> the uh, tombstone onto the escalator and he rides it down. So that'll be the clip that airs up there somewhere. Perfect. Um, but yeah, just fun. And it, it was one of those weird ones that I, I actually, I love Shotgun Saturday Night, especially the earlier episodes when they were in the little, like, bar. <clears throat> and it, it was just, it was fun. It was different. I never really saw it. I, I don't know why, but I never saw it. I always saw the ads in the magazines with Val Venus yeah. pointing at his crotch, and it said Shotgun Saturday Night. I was like, I got to watch that sometime. I, and and I love it because it was like a, a like a police badge, and it said Shotgun yeah. Saturday Night on it. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was just cool. Something different. I have watched old episodes of Shotgun Saturday Night and Jacked on YouTube. Like, I've seen the old, the old ones. I wish they'd put those on uh, the network. There's a lot of stuff I wish they would put on the network, but yeah, I'm assuming at some point everything will be there. Someday. Uh, yeah, so I my number fun. nine. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a nice one. Oh. I thought it was a chair. <laughs> no, it, it was not. Oh, God dang. Shit. Yeah, don't Ooh. do that. It's the worst when you fart in the hot, steamy shower because it's mm. just like you're trapped in there. And it's like, oh, my God, it's just building. <laughs> Uh, my number nine is Undertaker versus Kurt Angle at No Way Out 2006. I just watched this match on Saturday. Two, yeah, 2006 is not one of my favorite years in wrestling, but uh, as far as uh, WWE goes. Um, but this one, I haven't seen this one in a long time, but I know that I like it because I was just the cover art of the pay-per-view and being that it was like, I think the first encounter, the first like match, if it wasn't just a throwaway SmackDown match or something, but it's just a solid match because you get to see Angle bring out the best in Taker, and Taker, of course, brings out the best in Angle. So it was just a really, it, this is like a good match, just a good Undertaker match to watch. And he, this is, um, when he's in his 04 to 07-ish dead man gear before he got, like, the onesie. And it, and it, this but, is uh, still kind of that phase where his hair's a little little short. Yeah, it's, like, something like that. That, that yeah. Sean Bob kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, no, I can, I can confirm after watching this match Saturday. Uh, it, it's, it's a really good match. It's a good watch. Uh, and I, I like the – I didn't see any of the build to it, but I watched the match because I'm like, fuck, like I, I need something from like every era, I felt like. Yeah. Which I, I had ended up not doing it that way, but I still watched it. And, you know, Michael Cole 
is on commentary and he's like, this is the biggest match in SmackDown history. So this is still when the brand split was like legit at this point. Yeah. It was like late, late 06 and early 07. It kind of started to actually, it was definitely 07 when it hit it pretty much. Started they, started, right off. they started doing like the super shows and shit. Yeah. And then by 08, it was just like, eh, it's over. <laughs> so my number nine and my number nine and number eight are flip-flopped, but the build okay. is the same. <clears throat> so number nine, WrestleMania 12, Diesel. Almost put it, I almost put it on my list. Well, we talk about this match quite a bit throughout the show's yeah. history. Um, for two big guys, the match is almost, I think it's like 17, 18 minutes. And knowing that Nash is on his way out, like everybody knew already that he was leaving. Yeah. Um, he didn't he didn't just fucking like throw it away. I'm assuming it's out of respect for Undertaker. Because he knew I like assume, I, yeah. I'm gonna go in there and give him a good match. And it was. I mean, he gave him two jackknives. Obviously Taker still won because the streak is alive and well here, even though it hasn't been mentioned yet at this time. But man, just a fun fucking match to watch. And I think it's I think it's highly underrated. I it think, is. Definitely. I think people kind of poo-poo it because of the Iron Man match because that's right after this on on the pay per view. But yeah, if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, go back and watch Undertaker versus Diesel at WrestleMania 12 because it's it's a solid fucking match. Probably Nash's best match actually, other than with Sean. Yeah, that's. I kind of wish I would have put it on my list because now looking at my list, I don't have anything from that era of Taker. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, that is a good one. And I looked at a lot. I when we do these lists, a lot of times I'll look at like lists, people's favorite or greatest, just to see if like okay, maybe I forgot one. Yeah. I don't copy them by any means, but I, I look and one I saw a lot was actually Undertaker versus Undertaker at SummerSlam 94. I don't remember that being a really good, like one of my favorites or a good match. It was not a good match. Uh, I didn't think so. (laughs) I've just watched, I actually watched that one Friday night when I got home just because I hadn't seen it in like maybe two years. So I went back and watched it. It's something we would enjoy watching because it's The the fucking build to it is awesome. Yeah. The match itself sucked balls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so my number eight <clears throat> is WrestleMania 29 versus CM Punk. It had to be on my list because I'm actually it's, surprised uh, it's not higher. Well, the ones that are higher are more like you know the better legit, and like, more. Those are the ones. Yeah, they would be on anybody's so, list. Yeah, this one is on there for quality at Taker's age and because it's CM Punk and CM Punk had the tights on like the same color as the old Taker and the urn and just heel punk versus undertaker is just, it was awesome. This, this was, this was probably the, my last next to the boneyard one, which is really just a, a show, but this is probably my last like favorite undertaker WrestleMania match after Sean. I would say this one was the last great build to an Undertaker match. Oh, yeah, because, for sure. I mean, That's it, definite. Had Paul Bear not just passed away right before this match happened, like this storyline probably wouldn't, as, wouldn't have been as good. And it's unfortunate that Paul Bear passed away, obviously. 
but yeah it made so much good fucking con good content for this storyline because with the whole earn super heel yeah it was it i i i love the build but the match was great too yeah unlike SummerSlam 94 where the build was great (laughs) but the match sucked yes all right you're up so my number eight like i said before this is the precursor to wrestlemania 12 it's from the royal rumble 1996 undertaker versus bret hart for the wwf title this was the last match we get to see the phantom of the opera taker which i texted levi i don't know what it was about him wearing a fucking mask but i just thought that was so cool back then yeah and i still do i i I wish more people realized that that was a thing like they don't really they don't talk about it and i actually was searching now that undertaker's doing all these interviews i searched for uh i searched to see if maybe he would there was a spot, a segment on one of these interviews where he talked about it. Because it was just a strange thing. Nobody really knew why he was wearing a mask, but it was because Mabel botched a clothesline. <clears throat> and that's what match, I thought. Uh, Winter's Beatings or something, one of the In Your House pay-per-views. <laughs> I forget what it was called. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> it was one of those weird In Your House titles. Or like seasons beatings, or I know seasons, seasons beatings. Be- that's what seasons it, beatings that's what was it is, ECW, I think. I thought it was season. Maybe I am thinking of the ECW one. I don't know. It was something winter time, but anyway. So yeah. Mabel botches a clothesline and it breaks uh, his orbital, whatever the fuck. So and instead of taking that time off, Undertaker new business was down. He has to work, so they put a mask on him to prevent any further damage. By Rumble '96, he was fine, but he still wore the mask. The mask gets taken off at the end of the match, and that's the last time we see him wearing the mask. But it's cool, and I, I wanted to throw one of those matches on there, and that was definitely the best one from that time period. Yeah, I got that. Uh, he's up on the wall over here. It's one of the first elite uh, flashback. You have the, the Phantom one? He it's he comes with the Phantom mask, so it's Son not of a already bitch, on man. him. I wanted that so bad, and I saw it at Walmart and passed on it. Yeah, Let's see if show I can show it here real quick. Show, show the people. That one? Yeah. It's got the, the Phantom Mask. and I've, I've opened that one, and then I've, I have that one, too. But that I'm surprised not. you didn't open it and put the mask on it and just put it back in the package. Uh, I mean, I could have, could have, would have, should have, you know. But, but yeah. Maybe so I will. Maybe that, I will. That was uh, my number eight, so seven. <clears throat> that is a good one. That's uh, I didn't think of that one. And obviously, people will say SummerSlam '97 versus Bret Hart will be better. I, I agree, but that's I yours, just, though. But I wanted to put this one on to commemorate the fucking Phantom of the Opera Undertaker. Yeah, <clears throat> but SummerSlam '97 My... primo match. Loved it. That is a good one. Uh, my number seven is versus Hulk Hogan at Judgment Day 2002. Had to have Judgment Day 2002 on here, or some 2002 taker, because I love that taker. The heel, big evil, Booger Red. I actually heard Jim Ross say Booger Red on a Raw episode. Booger Red. He, they, called, they really called him fucking Booger Red. And I... Sounds like a, the, that I sounds like an old baseball player. Yeah, Booger Red. 
I heard people talk about it and always talk about that. And I was like, I've never heard this. And one day, I don't, it was just a random day. I was like, I'm going to put some O2 Raw on or O2 Smackdown. Or, it, no, it would be Raw because Jim Ross was on it. And I put it on and it was uh, Taker. It was the end of O2 maybe. And they called him. He's like, oh, Booger Red. And I was like, what? And I rewound it. And he's like, he fucking said Booger Red. That's a real thing. <laughs> but anyways, that was after this. But <clears throat> versus Hogan at Judgment Day O2. I I don't know, man. It's just I love that Hogan where it's like the Holly the red and yellow Hollywood versus the big evil booger red taker. Tiger. And uh Tiger. <laughs> I kinda <laughs> that got that got tagged on there. <clears throat> Undertaker. But yeah, man, I love this match. I don't know I don't know, man. It's just it's and Hogan's moving slow, but I just love the Judgment Day O2 match. I love that show in general, but I, this match is just solid. And this is where we covered Hogan this one, I believe. The title. Yeah, yeah. Because Hogan had won the belt from Triple H at Backlash, which I was like, what? And then he dropped it to Taker at Judgment Day O2. And this match gets kind of – it was the main event, I'm pretty sure, because Triple H, or Triple H and Chris Jericho were hell in a cell right before it. So it's kind of like you get the wind taken out of it. And people shit on that one a lot, too. The uh, Triple H and Chris Jericho Hell in a Cell, they say it's not the best, but that's a good one. It's just that it was, you know, a weird time, I guess. But versus Hogan, Judgment Day 02, I honestly probably would have put it higher, but it's I – sh- I could have put it higher, but it's perfect at number seven. I, I think that people need to appreciate Terry's 02 run because I thought it was great. Yeah, um, I've I went it. back and rewatched his entire run from that year like so many fucking times over the years. Yeah. It's not even funny anymore. Uh, 02 is still the he. That's the summer he goes into the Mister America gimmick, right? Uh, that was or was that 03? 02 is when him and Edge do the American tag team, mm-hmm. the American Canadian tag team thing or yeah. something, and then uh, they 03- wanted on July fourth. Yeah, 03, I believe, is where he does the Mr. America thing. Because it's in, in it's in the build with him and um, McMahon Vince for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was I've around been, like I've been, like, begging for the, the entire episode where we just talk Uncle Terry. And one of the main reasons is to get to this run and the whole Mr. America thing, because it was such a fucking weird time. Yeah, and like you know, he's he's under a mask, and everybody knows it's him. And then he, even there's a there's a spot where he pulls the mask up, and he's like looking at the crowd, and it's like, oh, come the fuck on! Like <laughs> this is so fucking stupid, but it's great. It's stupid in a good way. It's stupid for wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling. Let's face it, can be stupid. <clears throat> uh, my number seven, WrestleMania eighteen versus <clears throat> Woo the Nature Boy. Um. After we did this episode, this match, uh, when we did WrestleMania 18, I mean, when we talked about WrestleMania 18, after watching this match, I didn't realize how fucking good this match was. And I've probably rewatched this match since we did that episode, I think two, maybe last year, last summer or last Mania season. No, the year before. I think it was the year before. Anyways, but obviously my favorite spot in the match, Arn Anderson running in doing the spine buster and then rolling out. 
which is the clip up there. Um, Old Book of Red. But fucking, I mean, Flair sells his ass off. Taker's awesome. Helps Rick get it, you know, his confidence back. It's one of those kind of things. <clears throat> Allergies. But yeah, just a fucking too. solid fucking match, dude. So good. On on both Especially parts. at the age Flair was at already, yeah. you know. He's that is that one almost made my list. That's a solid match. So we're through seven, not one the same. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Where I don't think we'll have the same number. That's no, what, no, no. I don't no. think we'll have the same numbers. But I, we'll have and I don't, on the list. I don't know if any of my matches that I've already said is on yours, but none of yours are on my list. All right. Uh, number, number six, six <clears throat> is versus. This was a hard one to pick because there's many that I like, and I kind of got mixed up whether it was Shawn Michaels or not versus him, but. I just went with the obvious one is versus mankind at King of the Ring 1998. Okay. And I almost did, yeah, Hell in a Cell. I almost did Buried Alive. I almost did Boiler and Brawl because I love Boiler and Brawl. I love the Buried Alive. I love all of the old mankind and Undertaker stuff, but I remember when I was, it just goes back to when I was a kid and I first saw this. I, and I had it on multiple VHS. I had it on like Eva Destruction, Hardcore. I rented the VHS tape multiple times. Sables on the cover. Sables on the cover of it, yep. And um, I just, Mankind and Taker at King Ring 98 is just a staple for, uh, I got a text message, a staple for hardcore matches now. Like that's, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of paved the way for violence like that i guess in a way it has its own little i don't know it's a staple but it it uh i'm trying to explain this i'm like really bad at it it paved the way for hell in a cell matches like the bad blood one i guess i should say that instead of my stumbling on the hardcore thing the bad blood one was amazing but this one was like this set the spots and like how to work around that for the future Hell in a Cell matches. And I just remember being a kid and seeing that. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. Whenever Jim Ross said he might be dead. I was like, I think he's dead. Like I was like a little funny. <laughs> I think he is kid. fucking dead. I think, yeah. I think he is fucking dead. So anyways, it's a crazy match. He loses a tooth. He gets thrown off the cell. And I like that taker as well i still have like the little rubber figure of that one but yeah that's the, uh, the worst fucking face like ever where those yeah old it's jacks taker yeah yeah anyways that's my number six i went I, on way too long about it's it. fine i uh i almost put this match on there i picked a different mankind match but the only reason i didn't pick this one is just because it's remembered more for the spots than the match yeah so i <sighs> Like, I had to – and I kind of had a feeling you'd put it on there, and I was trying my best to be different. Um, but, I mean – I'm generic, so. Nobody will ever forget this, and it's funny because yesterday, I think, was the 22-year anniversary of it, and, like, everybody was tweeting about it. And ESPN even put the clip of him falling off, and, you know, Jim Ross is calling, and Jim Ross – It's Ross, just fucking legendary. It. Yeah. We'll never forget it. I mean, that's going to go down – I mean – our kids, kids, kids will be talking about that years later. 
Yeah, that was, and that's why I put it on my list because it's just something I'll never, nobody will, I was sitting there thinking about my list and I was like, I have to have that on there because yeah. like I said, I love Boiler Room Brawl. I love Buried Alive. I love all the other ones they had, even on Raw and stuff. I just, I love the Undertaker and Mankind Feud, but a couple of years later at Hell in a Cell. And we did a whole episode was, on Undertaker and Mankind Feud. That was the only, the one yeah. episode of feuds we did was Taker and yeah, Mankind because the, it, it lasted for years, dude. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, at some point we'll probably get back to doing all those old, like we did the, or we did what, the year in review or whatever. It was like 98, I think we did, which was great. Yeah. Those episodes did really good for us too. I don't know why we didn't capitalize on them. We should do some more years in review. Yeah, we uh, we dropped the ball because those those two, the feuds and the year, both are in our like our top fifteen episodes. No, right. so we probably <laughs> probably should have told you that, do that earlier. Yeah, that would that would have been a good idea. Also, the our spotlight episodes, the single wrestler spotlights, are really high up too. Okay. Um, so my number six from Survivor Series 1991 for the WWF title, Taker's first WWF title win versus Uncle Terry with help from Ric Flair. Uh, this I was match, just wondering where it was going to be on your list. I knew it would be there. <laughs> this is why I didn't pick the Judgment Day 02 because I had to put this one on there. Uh, yeah. It's Taker's first WWF title win. Obviously, that's one reason why it's memorable. Uh, it's also memorable because he only held the belt for like five days. He defended it twice at house shows versus uh, British Bulldog. And they ended up doing this Tuesday in Texas. I think this was still when Survivor Series was Thanksgiving Eve. So it was on a Wednesday. And then the following Tuesday, they did a special pay-per-view for like 20 or Just like for that, bucks. right? Just for that, yeah. Which yeah. It ends up uh, TV president Jack Tunney uh, strips Hogan of the belt because of all the fuckery from Ric Flair going into the Royal Rumble. Flair ends up winning the title at the Royal Rumble, which is by far probably everybody's favorite Royal Rumble is 92. It's always talked about. Every podcast has done that. And we haven't done it yet, which is weird. But one of these yeah. days we'll get to it. Um, but, dude, I remember being – I was – so I was four, almost five when this match happened. But I remember it. This was when I was first getting into wrestling, uh, like, religiously. Like, I had the Hasbros and all that stuff. I remember being so fucking upset that Hulk Hogan lost the belt, but not only that, he lost it to fucking Undertaker. So this kind of started my love-hate relationship with Undertaker. Just Amanda because her, of that, yeah. Her favorite wrestlers would be, and it was like, you know, who's your favorite Japanese wrestler? Who's your favorite Canadian wrestler? Because that was a Twitter thing yesterday. So I thought I'd ask her. She had really good answers. Uh, but she said, because she picked Jericho as her favorite Canadian wrestler. She so I said, "Who's your favorite non-Canadian?" And she said, "Undertaker." And she was surprised Good lady. that I was like, "Well, you know." And but that's the thing is, he was always that. He was always against my favorites. So whether it was Hogan yeah. or Austin or Sean or whoever, and it's always like, how can I fucking root for the Undertaker when I like this guy better? The yeah. only time I really remember rooting for Undertaker to win a match was SummerSlam 97 because I hated Bret Hart. Because that was Because he was that good of a heel that it year. It was that Canadian time where he was a dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was so, but that's because he was that good of a heel though. That's why right. you no, felt and that I, way. I'm not saying I hate Bret Hart. I could, I could never hate Bret Hart. He's awesome. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know what I mean? As a kid, you're like fuck him. Can I, Canada yeah, sucks. Yeah, exactly. 
USA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. These colors don't run. I'm a real American, brother. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Summer Slam or Survivor Series '91. I would live in Canada, definitely. Too. Fuck it, man. because I I love care. it up. I, man, that and I just love it up there. It's just like I'd live in Toronto for sure. Oh, dude, Toronto and in the sticks. And I I love how everybody always talks about how nice people are in fucking Canada. I like, like that it snows. So you know, I like snow too. But <laughs> yeah. just, it'd be nice to live in a city like Toronto and like people not be yeah. heads. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, my number five is versus Brock Lesnar. It's going to come as a surprise to you at WrestleMania 30. No, I'm just kidding. Versus Brock Lesnar. I was going to say, motherfucker, if you put that on here, I'm going to punch you through the screen. (laughs) Versus Brock Lesnar at No Mercy 2002 in the Hell in a Cell match took place in Little Rock, Arkansas. So it's a little close to home, if you will. But uh, this was... Out of all the Lesnar matches, I think people that are younger might not know that there was actually a really good Taker and Lesnar feud in 02 and in 03. Um, but this is the one I would have to pick. They also wrestled at Unforgiven, I believe, the month before. But No Mercy 2002. First of all, No Mercy 02 is a pay-per-view I like. Again, like kind of an underrated, just like, it flies under the radar type show, but the hell in the cell matches on every compilation because it was brutal, super bloody. They just beat the fuck out of each other. And I remember being a little, a little older at this point, but watching this hell in the cell, I was like, that's, that's dope. So yeah, I liked that one a lot. That's number five. That's a solid. And it was Brock Lesnar before he was, you know, just suplexing. He did shit back then. So yeah, he was, he was, the next big he was thing. a freak athlete before the UFC stuff. And before yeah. – I mean, his that rookie year was just fucking awesome. It's a shame. That it was he didn't, really good. He didn't last longer. And, you know, we – I mean, it, it's – I guess it's good for Vince that he left and him. But other than that, like for the fans, we – I mean, we missed out on probably a hell of a fucking career. And oh now, yeah, man. And now what you know, we've talked about it. When he came back, it was like, Yeah, this is awesome. And then it's like, okay, I've had enough. Just think if Lesnar was around in two thousand five, Batista and Lesnar on SmackDown, that yeah. clash for the title, that would be fucking amazing. So anyway, so yeah, that's my number five. All right, my number five, SummerSlam nineteen ninety eight versus the Texas Rattlesnake. Stone Cold. Steve Austin. Um I mean, we've talked about this match so many fucking times. We've talked about SummerSlam 98. Dad, where's my fucking tape? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's – you're in the garden. Uh, Earl Hebner telling Stone Cold after he's concussed. And I actually – You're in the garden. <laughs> when I watched it back uh, Saturday. Yeah. You, you can see it. I could see it. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, man. That's so – I mean, it's not cool that he got a concussion. Concussions suck and uh, have – lifelong you know issues garden, because of it. um but you better man. drink your tea it's gonna be chili mcfreeze <laughs> watching this back i mean there's spots where you could tell austin was kind of loopy but yeah to fucking have that good of a fucking match and it really is i mean it's a fucking stone cold classic but oh, and uh, the build is amazing too oh, this this probably could be my favorite build ever this this summer i mean 
was fucking incredible. I went to a raw that that summer in in June yeah. '98, uh, right after or July. It was July 12th, I think 13th. I think it was 13th. It was right after King of the Ring. Uh, so I mean, fucking and WWF was just fucking hot here. I oh, mean, all man. wrestling was hot, but. Man, the fucking signs, the crowd, when Austin comes, you know, and it's a, it's the garden, so it's that short entrance, but fuck, I mean, that, I mean, JR was like, I can hear the fuck, I can hear the, the, the building shaking, I can feel the building shaking, and yeah. it's like, holy shit, like, you're watching it, and you believe it, because the crowd is fucking yeah. that excited, and the, there's a lot of Goldberg sucks signs, and yeah. This was that weird uh, era of WWF shop where they had an Austin Rules Goldberg Sucks shirt. Like, how did they get away with that? I don't know. Well, they were stomping their fucking ass at the time, so yeah. they couldn't. Well, actually, but, a year later, they were stomping them, but yeah. yeah. The, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget this this time. Uh, the fucking ice cream at this point was awesome. They had the fucking Summer Slam juice like they look like the little hug barrel things but they were, yeah yeah oh i remember those yeah. i had some of those yeah, yeah dude Ugh, fuck they were dude it I was definitely everywhere remember those. you could not yeah. go fucking anywhere without seeing something of wrestling and you always no. had to get it you had to have it i think 98 through 2000 would be the peak of mainstream popularity mm-hmm. easily it has to be i mean it even i i would dare to say it was bigger than when the golden age of wrestling. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't around back then, but I think 98 was big. When, when Terry Macho and, and warrior were on top. It, I mean, it was close, but it, it, I mean, it, it, nothing beat that. Like I said, it was fucking everywhere. I mean, you yeah. went into a gas station, there was wrestling shit. Yeah. And like anywhere you go, even if it wasn't like legit, like even knockoffs, it was insane. But anyways, let's move on. I talked about it too long. All right, my number four is Undertaker versus Edge. And my God, there's so many to choose from. Pretty much just 2008 in general. But I went with the WrestleMania 24 match because this was just a rest- This was just a wrestling match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, Taker wins. They go on to have a great feud all the way through SummerSlam. And I almost did the SummerSlam match, but because it was Hell in a Cell, I was like, I can't. I don't need to have three Hell in a Cell matches. Right. I don't want Taker to be just a Hell in a Cell guy. But uh, him versus Edge at WrestleMania 24, I rewatched this one recently, and just a great, just a solid fucking wrestling match. And I remember at this time, maybe it was 07 or 08, but I was a little older at this point and not really playing with wrestlers anymore. I guess I would have been... 15 no no it wasn't 15 something like that i don't know 15 maybe yeah but i remember i did get this the undertaker figure like this with that onesie suit and the demons on the side of his pant legs i just love that i still have it actually it was the deluxe aggression figures i remember and that one. uh yeah but him versus edge at wrestlemania 24 as far as wrestling matches go it's a solid one but they wrestle at one night stand they wrestle at uh, Judgment Day, or I think at Judgment Day, um, SummerSlam. It's just all through the summer, man. They're feuding, but it's really good. So definitely watch the WrestleMania 24 one. And uh, you also get a run-in from Ryder and Hawkins in this match. You get that too, so <laughs> got to throw that the, out there. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, Major Wrestling Figures podcast. Uh, where are we at, four? Number four. 
My number four from SummerSlam 1996, the Boiler Room Brawl versus Mankind. You talked about it. I put it on my list. Like I said, I wanted to put the Hell and Cell match on there, but I I always try to do the the one match with each guy that only comes into play once where I double up on and I do double up on this list once. And it's they're both coming up shortly. But uh this match, I mean, this was a great build. This is where Paul Bear turns on Taker and hits him with the urn at the end of the match. This was a weird one because uh, I think we – didn't we cover SummerSlam 96? Uh, I think I so because I want to say we did. Sean and Vader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember bringing this up, but the weird – because they were in the boiler room and all that. And yeah. they had the TV in front of the ring. Like the little like cart, like you would have. When yes, it was video in day in school. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to uh, anytime you watched a movie in in class. Not to be confused with yeah. we watched a movie. Check them out, by the way. Uh, but uh, dude, I mean, this it, it was a cool match, and the clip that I picked for this one, uh, you guys will see it. it it's it's fucking. I can't, I can't even talk about it because it's such a great fucking time, and it. Like we talked about, mankind. I mean, that feud went on for fucking ever. So, that's yeah, ninety six, ninety six is an underrated year in WWE because uh, WCW was so hot. All right, my number three is from SummerSlam nineteen ninety seven versus Bret Hart with Sean as the special guest referee. This is one I went back and rewatched another one recently I rewatched because for some reason I was at work and I was just thinking about this match and I was like, man, that's a good fucking match. And it has the build to Survivor Series 97 and all that, but just Taker versus Brett, man, that's, you can't go wrong with it. Yours, the Royal Rumble 96 one, that was great. I want to actually rewatch that one, but this one, don't really need to speak on it too much because it was just a solid match. And SummerSlam 97 is that's up there with my SummerSlams for sure. I love that SummerSlam. You, just you know, the what whole I was like thinking, watch, watching all this though. Soul. What's is, that? Is I don't remember Brett ever putting Taker over. Because 96, happened, yeah. 96, the Royal Rumble, there was a fuckery finish with Diesel. And then uh 97 obviously the fuckery with sean is the ref and he hits taker with the chair that sets them up for bad blood uh but SummerSlam 97 fucking we talked about it two years ago and i mean that's one of my favorite pay-per-views ever just the card in general is fucking amazing yeah you can't go wrong with that match Mm -mm. you're up my number three Speak of the Devil, from Bad Blood 1997, Hell in a Cell, the first Hell in a Cell versus Sean. This match, I could watch it fucking a thousand times, uh, over and over. I mean, I've seen it so many times, I know it. I could probably recreate this fucking match if I had a cell with uh, with Levi. And We should do that. Dude, the, it was like you didn't know what to expect. So that's why I had to put this Hell in a Cell on there. And, and I mean, obviously Sean with his shit going on and whatever, but this showed you how good he really was. And he was a dick. The camera guy gets in his way and he's like, get out of my goddamn way and all that shit. Uh, 
obviously the debut of fucking Kane. That's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. Um, it's such a good. It's such a good match, man. Uh, I could have put. I could easily have put that in place of the Mankind. Uh, Helen is well. I could have put a different Mankind match and put that in place of something on my list. It's definitely like honorable mention for my list. It's such a good one. All right, number two. Uh, number two is one probably everybody thought would be number one, but it's not my number one. Versus HBK, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. Of course, we got to have that on the list because it's such a good match. Such a good match. It's HBK's last, in our opinion, it's his last match. It's the last fucking match. And yeah, it's his last match, and they just tore the house down. 25 is great. You know, we talk about it a million times on here, but 26 had meaning. And the build to it was great. The whole Elimination Chamber, which you were at. I was, indeed. Uh, and I'm, sh- I'm sure we're going to talk about this match very soon, too. So I'll go ahead and you, you can think? move on to your number two. Yeah. Um, my number two, uh, actually, this is being led into by number three, WrestleMania 14 versus Kane. This... This actually, I guess I have to say, would be my favorite build in an Undertaker feud because obviously if it I was a few Stone months, Cold, I mean, that 98 summer was great, but if I thought that was actually better, I would have put that at number two. So I'm going to say Kane versus Undertaker was the best build ever in, in, in wrestling. Um, you had the element of surprise. You didn't know who Kane was at the time, especially. We didn't know that it was fucking Isaac Yakum, DDS. Uh or Mayor Glenn Diesel. Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you know, Paul, Paul Bear saying, your brother's alive, your brother's alive. I'll never forget that. And, like, what what is he going to look like? Are they twins? You know, because you really thought they could have been legit brothers. Is it 94 Undertaker? Yeah. Undertaker versus Undertaker? Yeah. You didn't know. And so just the whole build from Bad Blood 97 on, and, and before that when you don't see him, but mainly that it picks up at Bad Blood when he debuts but then you get the... i faintly good i faintly remember this build i was like little because yeah. i was born in 93 but i definitely faintly remember this entire build and i might just be remembering more of the 98 feud with them yeah. i think Which that's I, what I'm i mean that's more, I mean, that's where this is, is 98 but it's yeah. late 97 into 98 but royal rumble 98 when uh Sean beats Taker in the casket match when Sean fucks his back up. And then Undertaker sets the casket on fire. And then, you know, he has little matches, but there, you know, he, he fights Kane, he fights Mankind. You're like, okay, let's just see Taker. You finally get it at WrestleMania. And I remember, like, we were yeah. all excited for Austin and Sean, but Undertaker and Kane, holy shit. And we were just, everybody was blown away. And I actually, I remember thinking at that time, there's no way that Kane is going to come out and lose to Taker at, at WrestleMania. And Taker wins. But it took, behold, yeah. I think it was three tombstones to put Kane away. It, I definitely put him over, and that is that is a good match. And that was a lot of times that was on the uh, – that's on most of the best Taker matches yeah. of all time lists. And, I mean, 20 was good, but Kane didn't have the mask. It didn't have the, the, the same not the build. Same. Uh, 
the build obviously goes into a lot of my thinking of putting a, a list like this together. So number two. And I think 14. that, I think that lit that match ran like 13, 14 minutes or something. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was about 13, 14, 15, somewhere. It was, a, it was, yeah. a good, it had a good time. And I mean, they did so much and in, in that time that it seemed like it was longer, but you were yeah. never bored. You can go back and watch it now and you will no. watch it. That was a good match. All right, my number one. Uh, <laughs> drum roll, please. Versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam 1998. Hey, we it was on one. your list. <laughs> yep. That is, I was, when you were explaining it earlier, I was like, okay, dude, can you shut the fuck up so I can talk about it later? <laughs> but no, I mean, everything you said, obviously, on yours. What number was it on yours? Uh, five, I think. Five, yeah. yeah. Everything you said, if you're listening now, just listen to what he said. And this was my first ever pay-per-view I saw. This was tape. My mom bought it. I remember going to bed because I, I had to go to bed like eight. You know, it was like I had bedtime shit. I was like five. But, man, I just remember being so stoked for this match. And the build was so awesome. They did the, you know, the King of the Ring thing and then the fully loaded thing where they're tag champions. And then it goes into this. And just the whole highway to hell build and something about when the show opens and Jim Ross says, it's a hot summer night in New York City. That just fucking, I don't know, I get so pumped when I hear that. Because I love SummerSlam 98. The card's not that amazing. Like SummerSlam 97 is probably better. But this match just, and it's not the best taker match by any means because of, you know, there's shit happens in it, but the entrance and the ring they're in madison square garden man and it's that 98 taker um it's kind of i don't have any 99 or yeah i don't have any 99 taker on here but i liked that outfit and that taker a lot but that wasn't really a great year as far as matches go but SummerSlam 1998 is by far my favorite undertaker match and i don't think that one will really ever move that'll always be my favorite just like because that one's that is that's like my heart's favorite because that's the beginning of my wrestling watching this is just when it all started like the start of 98 i started watching but or late 97 but this was i remember this being the first thing i was genuinely excited for at five years old at of wrestling this was this, this is was where it. the love affair began yes this, this is the thing we call wrestling this thing yep, we talk about every week Stone Cold was so fucking hot and Undertaker was really hot too because this this was just I don't know man the build the build to it was great and then when the show opened and it was the highway to hell and all that and the ring the red ropes and the red apron and you're in the garden sun you know it's just such a good one man I love it I yeah, love it one thing My I favorite Taker match. forgot to mention on this match was the uh, almost interference from Kane when he comes out yeah, through that the gates too. and he's standing there and Taker's like, go back Taker's to the back. Taker tells him to go. Like, and yep. Jim Ross is like, he told him he wanted a one-on-one -on -one with Austin for the title. Yeah. And like watching Kane go back and he opens the gate. And <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny when I watched it, but I, I popped for it because I just thought it was weird. Like, shouldn't they have like had like an automatic door open? But also from this match, the entrance of Austin with the cool yes. fucking skeleton with the shirt and the jeans on and the glass breaks. I told you we're have watching to it. mention that yeah. me and Tommy were watching it. And I was like, dude, watch this. This is fucking cool. 
And he goes, oh, it was like the glass breaking. I said, yes, that's why it's fucking cool. And they timed it perfect. Uh, yeah, dude, that match is so fucking good. And I kind of wish now I would have put it like number two, but. <laughs> it's um, it's up there, man. It's I mean, it's my favorite for sure. Favorite right. Taker and maybe favorite Austin. Yeah, yeah, I would. I Definitely would, favorite Taker. Yeah, I would say that's that's probably my favorite Austin match. Favorite, favorite, and I gotta say favorite Taker match, but not favorite Taker outfit or favorite Undertaker, I guess. But yeah. it is definitely right. It just he kind of has to be this era of Undertaker has to be up there with my favorite because this is my beginnings in wrestling. Right, so, but you anyways, also yeah. you also are known for liking the the American Badass Big Evil era of Taker. He yeah yeah, and I don't know. And once again, I don't even know if that's my favorite. I I <laughs> like the classic Undertaker. I don't know what's my favorite anymore. This is oh, there it is. It's time. Uh, yeah. The. This was a great episode. I just want to say that. I really love this one. It was a good time to do it because with Undertaker saying this is it, what? What? It's like, turn the shower on. Like, stop letting the water run. <laughs> you're seeing, like, the meter going. In yeah. Your mind. You're like, you're running up my fucking water bill. Um, anyways, so we'll get to the uh, obvious. My favorite match of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I'll fight to the death. That this was better than 25. WrestleMania 26 versus the heartbreak at Shawn Michaels. Like you said, man, this one just had meaning. It was the streak versus Shawn's career. I remember going into this one going, I, like I knew I was reading the dirt sheets already. I knew Shawn was going away. But for some reason, I wanted to believe if there's going to be a time the streak is going to end, it's going to be right now. And if it doesn't end here, it's never going to end. Well, that didn't happen. But, yeah, uh, I mean, this match was just so fucking good. You, you, it's perfect. And 25 is great, too. I mean, you could throw that on there anyways just because. But I just feel like 25, yeah, it was cool. But this one just, it just meant more. It meant more. People were invested in in the build. And like you said, uh, I was at the Elimination Chamber the month before, or I guess two months before, because they started doing WrestleMania in April. But I remember sitting there and the kid in front of me going, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I was like, well, Shawn Michaels is going to pop up through the ring and cost Taker the belt and Jericho's going to win. And when it happened, the kid turns around and goes, how do you know? How did you know that? I'm like, because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Like you could just feel it in the building. Something big was going to happen and I knew it was going to happen. That's also the same night that Undertaker got the burns from the, from the pyro. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he throws right. his jacket off and he's sitting there dousing himself with the water. They talk about it on the last ride. And I was like, I was at that show. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I fucking love this match. And I would, I would Dominion Omega versus Okada right up there. But fuck man, this match was so good. Yeah, it was fantastic. Anywho, uh, all right. Well, that's our list. That was what was that? That was my number three. Oh, my number two. My number was two. It two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were close, but we only had two matches that were the same. That's surprising, but at the same time, not because you have, um, you were around a little before me, so you got to see some stuff. Some things probably mean a little more to you than they, the older stuff. But I'm a little disappointed that I didn't have any Phantom or 
black and purple taker on there, but I do love that stuff. It's just more like top 20. Yeah. We'll so, eventually get to a, just a fucking full taker. Like, yeah. Spotlight spotlight episode, episode which this yeah. kind of turned into one, but it, it I, I, talking about it kind of makes me sad that he's, he's going away. I'm but okay it's time. with it. It's, it's time, time to stop. It's yeah, it, it's time to stop doing the... Uh... What the fuck? What was that? I just knocked my fucking elbow on something. That's funny. That's a funny bone. All right, well, let's take her home. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Levi's got to go look them, at a house. Sorry. Yeah, I got to go look at a house that I can't afford. So... Uh... <laughs> Hey, shout out, shout out to my Wi-Fi for not fucking up this week. That's awesome. Hey, it was solid. Shout out to my data for not fucking up this week. Verizon, if you want to sponsor you know, the show. You know where to follow us? That's at Heels and Quads on Twitter. Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Our tags, you know, all, our handles, all that stuff. Go to Patreon if you like what we're doing here. We get more Patreon people. We do more. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads mancanwine.com use coupon code heels and quads and all caps to check out go to uh collar and elbow brand.com and use coupon code heels and quads and all caps to check out go to uh, uh zydax <laughs> use coupon code heels and quads at checkout yeah anyways that's the whole situation but yeah that's our taker episode that's it that was fun and uh it was yeah. a good one Follow the show at Heels and Quads on Twitter, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Heels and Quads. Patreon. We have got to get you guys on Patreon. It helps us out. Helps the show out. Maybe get us some better fucking internet, some better equipment. More incentive to do things. Uh, it'll make the show quality better, which is always nice. Uh, yeah. Twitter, fucking come on. Like, Engage. I know you guys are listening, so I, I want yeah, holla, more. Yeah. I want more Twitter engagement. I'm, I'm more likely to get on it and stay on it if if I'm chatting with people. So, and Levi maybe even might join in if people start fucking interacting more. Yeah, I'll but probably. I'm just. I'm not good at social media, but yeah, if people are chatting. I'll well, be obviously, I'm not fucking good at it either. We should have like fucking at least ten thousand followers by now. Yeah. Not a million. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I'll take All right. a million. All right. We could have that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's get rolling. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And we'll talk to you guys next week sometime. Sometime, we yeah. we to figure that out. Yeah. With a some sort of new episode. Probably talking about Fighter Fest. We'll Probably. see. Probably. All right. We'll talk to you next week at some point. Bye. Bye. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.